those hours that you're putting in towards your goal of being more athletic or at a certain elite level, you have to weigh that with the other areas of your life, which are your family relationships and your work. And if you put more effort into training, you can almost guarantee that those two other areas are going to slip at a point. And that balance is hard, dude. For sure. Um, that's really hard. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to the Verity Podcast. Uh, Monroe, first time this year, man. Happy New Year. Uh, what's going on with you, man? Um, not a lot, man. Just trying to stay focused in the new year, trying to, you know, keep keep progressing, keep pushing for more. So, yeah. Set some goals for this year, um, you know, and it's just kind of taking the actions that will lead me there. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. Uh, what, what specifically are you working on right now, Matt? Uh, so a lot of stuff with the gym. We had, um, we had to get up new Instagram and Facebook pages. So if you guys aren't following, um, our new Instagram handle is at verity.training. Please go ahead and follow that. Um, we had some issues with somebody hacked into our old account. So why do people hate the world like that, man? I don't know. Because there's money and everything else, but yeah, um, yeah, so just, you know, kind of noodling through that and, you know, looking at what the next steps for Verity are and, you know, how we can kind of expand, looking to take some uh, some things more online. So trying to figure out how to get this whole retail situation um, as well as like remote coaching, remote programming. So we're going to start kind of filtering those things into our offerings as well, which is pretty cool. And then personally, um, I've been journaling. So that was my thing for this year that I kind of started um so i bought the daily stoic journal yeah um it has been great you know it's been last night i almost forgot to do my uh my nightly reflection yeah um but yeah it's been a cool uh it's been a very cool experience to do that so what about you man what am i working on this year um i've got a lot of stuff going on some of it i can share some uh some stuff i can't obviously i have i think most people know but we haven't talked about this on the podcast i have a son on the way, he's going to be here in June and July, so we're preparing for that. We're in the process of buying a home, which is very exciting. Um, so with all that stuff, that's taking up the majority of my free time. Um, you know, in addition to that, there's a couple businesses that are like, they're in my head. They're not, they're not out there on paper or anything like that, uh, but that's kind of out there as well. And then as far as fitness stuff goes, uh, I'm really focusing on I'm um, just developing strength more than anything. I really hadn't squatted, deadlifted, probably in several months. And then really just trying to develop core strength more than anything else. I was having a ton of back problems. Um, and I don't know if that was due to, I mean, was, my, my spine was out of alignment somewhere. So, like, we, we swapped out our mattress that we had. That seems to have helped. Um, but I've also been doing, like, you know, correlated stuff. Not every day, but probably five times a week. That's really helped as well, and then um, I need to actually put some metrics on it for the actual numbers for strength, but, you know, I want to, I don't know, get a 450 deadlift, a 400-pound back squat, and probably something with bench. The press I'm not too concerned about, to be yeah. honest. But uh, You have a strong bench, right? My bench is not bad. It was probably like 265, like yeah, last I looked at it or something. It's, it's okay, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, so I want to I want to increase those numbers more than anything else, um, and then I would I want to have my blue belt in jujitsu by the by the end of twenty twenty two, which um, I think I think that's possible, um, and then I, 
I want to be more efficient with my time is probably number one. Um, I've done some stuff with that that's been really helpful. My wife has taken over looking for properties for the housing stuff, which is, again, it's just something I don't have to have, I don't have, to have on my plate. Going to jujitsu at 6.30 o'clock, or 6.30, 6.30 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I'm not an early riser, but I did that last week. Really helped. I don't have to step out in the middle of my yep. day, which is really nice, and it's just over and it's done. Um, the other thing that I did... And this was wild because I track food as far as nutrition goes. And uh, the other night I'm sitting there and I'm like, gosh, if I didn't have to do this during the day, this would be great. And, like, I pretty much eat the same thing almost every single day. So right. I just basically put in, like, a meal plan within there where I'm like, if I just, like, eat these on days where, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't even have to think about what do I need to eat for lunch, what do right. I need to do for breakfast, dinner, so on and so forth. Um, and that's really helpful. So that was a lot of stuff. Um, but I've always got a lot of stuff on my plate that I'm trying to accomplish, man. So, question for you about jujitsu. Yeah. Do you prefer submissions or chokes? Uh, submissions. Yeah, why? Submissions by far. I just don't get the chokes. Chokes are so man. cool, though. That was yeah, my I don't favorite. get the chokes. You know, I mean, doing the triangle is probably my favorite thing to try to do. I got mm. really long legs, so it, mm. it helps for me to be able to do that. Um, chokes are fine. Uh, the choke is, uh, I can't even remember what they're all called. Do the collar chokes, the. Uh yeah, so the, the collar clock cho- choke, I was like, clock I choke love is those. pretty. The clock <laughs> choke is pretty nifty. Uh, the collar choke is probably the number one submission that I end up getting yeah. when I yeah. do, and I don't submit people that often. Still, yeah. like I'm three stripe, like you know, mo- cool. most people still get a hold of me. Yeah. It's, it's fun now because I look back. I started last April, and man, I would, I would kick the crap out of myself from last April. It's pretty amazing how that how that works and everything. Yep. And no, it's uh, super, how you build the it's awesome. It's very skill based. Yes, which is, is what I liked about it, you know, and like you get someone who's fit and strong against someone who's skilled and you're just that like, it, there's no comparison. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I've rolled with, rolled with Eloisa, who's like a, she's like 18 year old woman. She could do whatever she wanted. <laughs> yep. That did not matter. Yep. Right. And she's actually one of the best in the world and her age group and uh, her belt level. And she was, She's ridiculous. Yeah. So. You try to put some muscle into people like that, and they're like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it doesn't that's matter. Not, not, like, like, maybe I can, can, maybe I can just, like, hold them off for a little bit longer. Yeah. But, no, the tech, the technical stuff, it's it's pretty incredible, like, how yeah. uh, how much difference that really makes. For sure. Yeah, man. Um, so, dude, we have uh, – we had a question from a member, somebody close to your heart. Uh, yeah. You can share if, if you want to who that was, or we can just talk about it. But I really like that question, and I think it's something that – I know I, I know I thought about for sure for a long time and I'm sure a lot of uh, other athletes kind of at the uh, well I think just a lot of athletes in general kind of deal with this can you kind of elaborate on what the question was and then go from there yeah so the the general question is like what's the point if you have if you have achieved a level of fitness that is healthy and you love CrossFit and you want more from it, it's almost like the next logical step is like, oh, well, why don't you compete? Um, And I think a lot of people just kind of follow that path kind of blindly um, without really, you know, figuring out what's the point. You know, it's kind of like when I went to high school, it was just like after high school, you go to college. That's just what you do. And like... Now, yeah. you know, looking back on it, I'm like, that was the stupidest thing I could have done. I should have listened to my dad and I should have 
you know, worked for another year, or gone to the military, or figured out, you know. That was the advice your dad gave you? Yeah, 100%. He told I me like I wasn't, that. he told me I was not ready for college, and he was totally right. Yeah, I like um, that. But it was just kind of like, that was like what everyone did, and so that's just what I kind of assumed. And so it's like, I've noticed this trend with CrossFitters is where it's like, cool, I'm at the RX level. I can do muscle ups. I can do all this stuff. And they're like, oh, well, I got to be competitive now. Got to, got to yeah. up the training volume. Got to, you know, take this to the next level. Um, and I really don't think you need to. I think it's very similar, like going to college. Like, dude, there's plenty of ways to enjoy CrossFit without, you know, training at a competitive level. But, you know, I think a lot of people are lost on the why of, you know, they get into the weeds of, training like a competitor and then they're like why am i doing this i'm already like i'm already really fit i'm already really strong like what's the point of pushing to that next level or like why am i spending my time doing this um so that was kind of the question um that has kind of been rattling around in her brain for a while um and you know i'd like i guess i'd like your your opinion what do you think the what do you think the point is after you've achieved a pretty high level of fitness like you have, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you're an RX athlete. You can do everything as prescribed. You, yeah. you know, you've got some bigger numbers than most of the average gym goers. Um, and there was a time when you were doing more volume and, you know, thinking about things differently, I guess. But like what, I know you said you had that why question, but like, how did you kind of, how do you noodle through that decision and. You know, what do you think about that? Yeah, that was <clears throat> that was really hard. That was really hard for me, man. So when I was going through that transition, it was about the time where I was here, right? So the time I was pursuing my, my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, and started a new job and, was, you know, just trying to provide, you know, for her, for us in the future. And so priorities change, right? And I wasn't running a gym anymore. I was running a gym previously, which made... You know, if I wanted to take a break, I would just stop and I would, I would work out. That's what I would do. And right. it was a wonderful, man some of the best times of my life doing that. Um, but my life changed and my priorities changed of really what I wanted to do. But I, you know, I still really wanted to be good. And when I first came into this, if you guys remember, you know, coach Pat Long, you know, I came into this and I was just as good as Pat was right. Um, mm-hmm. at least back then, then Pat got a lot better and it wasn't really comparable anymore. But like I, I was in front of him in the 2020 open and like, I, for some reason, I just like, I think people are attracted to like, it's fun. It's fun being good at something. I think people are attracted to that. And I think naturally most people are competitive too. And so when you're in the gym, you're like, well, I want to be, you know, I want to beat Monroe in these workouts or I want to beat Jordan. Um, you know, I want to beat Pat in these workouts. And, um, well, if the training schedules are different, it's just not going to be reality. Right. right. Um, and that was, so first that was very difficult for me to, I guess, just really be okay with. And it took, that took years for me. It probably wasn't really until this past summer uh, kind of the fall where I was like, I was really okay with where I was at, how much volume I'm doing, where I'm at now. And now it's just transitioned into, I want to do CrossFit and I'll CrossFit will be a part of, you know, my, my regimen for the rest of my life in some capacity, but it's ultimately so that my ticker, my lungs, uh, you know, I keep, I keep a good amount of muscle mass. Um, but really it's for health and longevity as I get older, that's really all it's for at this point. But that was really hard for me to uh, transition to. And like I said, it took, it took multiple years before I was really comfortable with that, right? And we talked about it on the podcast and lots of times on the podcast. I'd be like, well, 
you know, I'm really trying to dial it back. I'm trying to do this, but like in my head, it, it took years before I was really like, Hey, this is, it's okay that like, this isn't a, like a thing competitive sure. anymore. But, um, yeah, man, I think people gravitate to that naturally because it's fun being good at something. CrossFit is fun. And if this stuff, uh, you know, if this stuff brings you joy and you just like working out for, you know, five, five hours a day, you know, three, four workouts a day, then you're going to be good to go. Right. No, I mean, I think that people to put too much pressure on themselves, you know, and like one thing that you said was, you know, it's fun to be good at something. And this is something that my wife brought up, you know, she's like, I just want to be good at it. You know, I just yeah. want to be good at CrossFit. And like, when you say something like that, my first question is like, well, what's good? Like, what's good to you? You know, what does it mean to be good at it? Because at a point, once you, you know, can, like, CrossFit's a training methodology first. It's a sport second. So it's like, you want to be good at the training methodology, or do you want to be good at the sport? And if you're trying to be good at the training methodology, I think that's great. But if you're trying to be good at the sport, then other things in your life are probably going to have to change in order to accommodate that. Yeah, and I think there's such a generalization of, like, you just said, like, what is being good? Um, is that being, I don't know, the best female athlete at Verity Speed and Strength? Is that beating your open, you know, times and place, uh, placement from 2021? Um, and I think most people kind of blindly go towards that. And I, and I would for a long time, too, right? I didn't, I didn't really have specific goals or maybe three or four things that I was trying to work towards. And I think that really helps and at least just at least keeps you grounded and reminds you of like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm not – if you're going towards a, a target that doesn't exist, chances are you're always going to be unhappy because you don't 100%. know what that target is. So you, you, can't, you can't reach it. 100%. Right? Yeah, and I mean it's just the whole, you know, idea of what is this all for, you know? After you've achieved health and fitness – you know, why, why do the nutrition challenge? Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm doing this nutrition challenge for Verity right now. I, I don't really have weight to lose or gain. Um, but I mean, I think it's important to still like try and push yourself, you know, and like I have goals in the sport and I also have, you know, goals in the training methodology side of CrossFit. But I think that as long as you are, aware of why you're doing what you're doing I think you can be successful um, I think as soon as you are starting to question yourself you need to look at like what the balance in your life is you know and I I've coached a few people or tried to coach a few people through this as they become more competitive and they become more involved like the reality of wanting to be more competitive is that you are going to have to spend more time in the gym you're going to have to spend more time eating healthy food you're going to have to spend more time cooking healthy food. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're just going to have to put in extra time. And those hours that you're putting in towards your goal of being more athletic or at a certain elite level, you have to weigh that with the other areas of your life, which are your family relationships and your work. And if you put more effort into training, you can almost guarantee that those two other areas are going to slip at a point. And that balance is hard, dude. For sure. Um, that's really hard. Who was I talking to about this? Man, I can't remember. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody just about balance in life, right? And that's ultimately what I want. I want to, yeah, I really, I would love to have a 40-hour work week, right? That would be, if I could do like 8 to 4, that'd be great. That rarely happens. Um, you know, if I could do that, 
you know, be in the gym slash jujitsu, you know, like, like one, two hours a day, like that's plenty. Um, and then, you know, the rest of that time is spent with, you know, people, right? Family, friends, uh, that, that'd be awesome, man. But getting that correct balance is really tough for sure. Right. And it's not like, I don't know, it's not always going to be like a perfectly straight line. You know, some days you're going to fail. Uh, some days you're going to, in most days, like you're aiming for most days. Like you want to be, you want to do really well. Yeah. And, uh, but you're not always going to feel that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that if, if your goal is to be competitive in the sport, then I think the first thing you need to do is be competitive with the previous version of yourself. And if you, you know, it's hard to look at it like, here's my goal every day I come into the gym and I have not achieved my goal, you know? And that's a really like negative way of looking at your progress and your future instead of saying, Hey, here's my goal. And it's going to take a long time to get there. It's probably going to take two, three years to get there. If it is competing at a high level in this sport, um, you know, and, and, and weighing out the pros and cons of what, what's going to have to slip, what's going to have to be sacrificed. And a lot of people have, they walk blindly into training high volume or, you know, dedicating themselves to being competitive when the rest of their life is just falling apart. And then their life falls apart, and then they realize that their life falling apart forces them to stop training at a high level. Maybe by getting injured, or by, you know, your girlfriend breaking up with you, or mm-hmm. you're losing your job because you're not paying attention because you're training all the time. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think that is a, I think it is a fine line. Um, but I also, like, you know, she keeps bringing up this question of, like, why? I really don't think it matters. I think as long as that balance is, as long as the balance between your work, your family and relationships, and your fitness and fitness goals are balanced, then I don't think it matters how much you train. Man. I think you can do as much as you want. I think, I don't think there's a reason that you have to like have a, I don't think you have to have a reason to want to be competitive or to take it to the next level or to spend four hours in the gym as long as everything else in your life lines up with that, you know? Yeah. I kind of like that you said that. Cause I would have suggested, Hey, like you need to take an audit at your life and you need to figure out like, Hey, why, why are you in the gym? And you got to remind yourself of that, you know, but then I would also say that, you know, I, I love following just like Occam's razor that like the simplest answer is typically the right answer. And if like, if being in here brings you joy to be in here three, four hours a day and like, and you can, then like, there's no problem with that. And I certainly yeah. felt that way. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I was an RX athlete, but I was nowhere close to, you know, going to regionals or being nearly competitive like that. But it brought me a lot of joy to just throw down, be in the gym by myself. It was therapeutic for me. And that's me. when you were like, managing, It's really right? good, too. I'm sorry? And that's when you were managing, right? It was, correct. Yeah, so I think a lot of people, like, if you either need to have a, in my opinion, in these days, I think you either need to be a gym owner, a full-time coach, or you need to have a job where you're wiggling your mouse. Because if your job takes any amount of attention, if your family takes any amount of attention, like your chances of legitimately getting three to four hours of good training in the gym to make it to that level, it's just not realistic for you to, to, to put those stresses on the other aspects of your life. Yeah, but it, it can happen. You know, I mean, there's Patrick sure. Vellner, Brent Fikowski. I mean, those guys have, you know, both done that simultaneously while 
doing full-time work or being full-time in school. Mm -hmm. uh, but those are also, you know, kind of anomalies and uh, antidotes to right. Sure. Not, not very common and two very, very good people. When we talk about the history of, you know, CrossFit games people, but you also um, don't know what their relationships are like. That's very know? true. So it's like, they may have a great balance between school work and training, but you know, neither of those dudes are married. Pat's married. Is he? Brent's, wow, Brent's, I look Brent, so stupid right I think, now. I think I think Brent is also married. If, oh, he, wow. if he's not, he's been living with his person for a long no, time. Well, they're not very public about it, but um, yeah, I think they've been in their relationships for multiple years or more. Oh wow, like since well, 2016. Well, it's okay, there's a fun fact for you. <laughs> I'm man. incorrect, but uh, and the only reason I know that is because I you know stalk them on YouTube. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm just speaking from my experience, and I and I yeah, I've had this too. balance shift multiple times where it's like, you know. Right now, the balance is shifting towards more training for me, you know, but like a year ago, I wasn't training this much. And I think that's fine. And as long as you're okay with it, I think, like, I think it's, I think you can do as much as you want as long as the rest of your life doesn't fall apart. Yeah. Um, and I think also, you know, people take this the other way, which kind of leads into what we're going to talk about next in the open. But um, you want to take a quick break first? Mm-hmm. All right, jumping back in here, man. So we're transitioning from, you know, why, why are we being competitive? Why do we do what we do? Why are we in the gym over to what's going to be occurring here in the next month? I can't believe it's a month away, but it always sneaks up on us is uh, the CrossFit Open. Six now. weeks. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think that a lot of people get to this point in the year where we start pushing you to sign up for the Open and, hey, it's going to be an awesome thing. Um, and I think that... Just like, I don't think you need a reason to, like, I don't think that just because you aren't training at a high level that you shouldn't go and compete. You know, I think that there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that have misconceptions about what competition is. And a lot of what I see is people compete more in the day-to-day -day coming into the gym than they will in other aspects of their life or all year. And I think the open is a great chance for you to push yourself to do a little bit more and to, you know, feel what it's like to, you know, race against the clock and have someone counting your reps and, you know, take it to that next level. Cause it is kind of, you know, for those of us who see this as a health and fitness thing, you know, that, that can, that can get unmotivational at a point where it becomes like brushing your teeth and taking a shower. Um, and so the open in, you know, other like local small competitions is like, it's a great chance for you to, you know, say, Hey, this is my why, or this is, you know, a, I'm going to take this as an annual test of seeing how far I've progressed or, you know, where my health is and fitness is going and, you know, how I need to adjust that going forward. I don't think people have to just look at it as like, Oh, well I'm doing the open. So that means I'm a competitor. It's like. No, you're doing the open because you're you're competing in the open because you want to have a fun time and you want to enjoy all the things that come with being a part of the open experience. But that doesn't necessarily mean like you need to put in more volume or, you know, now you need to train for the open. Like I think that's the complete wrong way to think about it. Because CrossFit is a training methodology. And if you are doing CrossFit and the open comes up and you sign up, you've been training for the open. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's you know, when people don't do the open, it's a little bit disheartening to me because it's like, well, you're going to do the workout anyways. You're going to do it on Friday. Why not, you know, be involved and, you know, give yourself that 
that metric. But, sure. Um, what do you think about the Open? You like? Uh, do you yeah. think that everyone should be involved? Do you think that you need to be competitive to? Jump into the open. Yeah, I mean the first the first thought that I have coming here, we'll touch on this briefly. We're gonna talk about it a lot. Is like I was so bummed when Castro got let go. Oh really? Yeah, I really, oh, I really, I really was. Um, <laughs> and and the reason why is I don't know Dave, but I like you know my my two two my closest mentor knows Dave very well. Speaks very very highly of Dave and his impact on you know building coaches primarily. And then just like how, you know, how much integrity he has, how good of a person sure. he is and everything like that. And he, cre- he created this sport, right? I mean, this is his baby, his thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, it did not make a ton of sense to me. And, uh, you know, the greater brand of CrossFit, like, I guess I'll say that I'm worried about the direction that it's going to go. But at the same time, like... I'm not. I'm not that worried. I mean, ultimately, the thing is going to be left up to the owners to, to do what they're going to do. You know, but since the transition from you know Glassman, I feel like, it's it's almost like become more corporate, in that we've lost some of the value that cross that made Cross really beautiful, which was, man, we were trying to take on the likes of big food and all this stuff to make people healthier, and I think some of that's gotten lost in like on a focus on the games. That's a personal opinion, though, and uh, so we don't we don't have to go into that that no, much if you want to. No, but no, but that's that's my first initial instinct to the open is I'm just I'm I'm bummed that Dave's not going to be a part of it or at least a part of it to his own accord and being able to hang it up when he wanted to. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's my personal opinion, man. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I think that's interesting because while I was growing up in CrossFit, like, sure, and I was around, you know, when it was like grungy like you're no g dude pukey the clown like all that is like <laughs> not a thing anymore like unbuyable um you know forging elite fitness like that all those kind of all that did go away and it did become more corporate sure um but i don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing and like i was saying when i was growing up in crossfit I did not care at all about CrossFit's fight against Big Soda. Mm-hmm. I did not care about CrossFit's health initiative. Mm-hmm. And most people didn't. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that, and that may be a, that may have just been a result of how it was branded and how Glassman talked about it and everything else. And like, it wasn't like, it wasn't as publicized as the games and being an affiliate and all of that was. Um, so I don't know. I, I never really like I understand the health, the CrossFit health initiative. And I understand, you know, the root of why we're doing what we're doing here for sure. As an affiliate owner, I understand that better than most people. But from the public size and from like my feeling about it, you know, I was always interested in tip of the spear, forging elite fitness, like, you know, unknown and unknowable be the best you can be like all of those kind of things um which you know more leads towards the sport aspect of things than like the health aspect of things yeah and and uh, you know i was brought into crossfit through the games right mm-hmm. so and i and i like the games a lot so i'm not saying that i don't like it 
But when I came into CrossFit, something that was so attractive to me really was that and just finding truth in everything behind health, right? I mean, the, the obesity metric here is 40%. It might be higher than that mm, in, in America. And there's so, I mean, you know this, man, there's so much bullshit out there in regards to nutrition and food. And there's just so like, there's so much information out there that's just really bad. And it was just, it was awesome to me that there was a, that there was an organization that was taking that on and really fighting for the truth for and sure. good information to people. Um, so that they could live longer and healthier lives. And they were simply doing what was right, not for money, but they were, they were just doing what was right. 100%. So that was really attractive to me. We don't have to get more into that. For but sure. I, I, liked your, I liked your perspective on um, it, though. It was good. But, yeah, I also don't, you know, going back to Dave, like, I don't think that, I think that people, I totally understand the reason that he was let go. And I think that, you know, you can't have, if you're trying to professionalize the sport, or the brand, or whatever, you can't have one person releasing major details of a global sport on his Instagram page. Like, the way that he handled himself was like he was the Dave Castro brand who had this role in being, like, the master of puppets behind the games. And so if you're trying to take the games to the next level... I think that having that master of puppets figure is not going to promote long-term growth in the sport to where it is professional at yeah. that level. I think that, you know, it'll always be kind of, you know, if you have that as the aspect of it, you know, there's so many nostalgic great things about Dave Castro and about what he did. Um, but I also like, if you look at the future of it, it's like, well, how long are you going to like, let, like, what other sport is there somebody that's like, hey, guys, you know, Kent was saying the other day, he was like, what if, like, you know, this year the NFL was like, guess what, guys? We're going to take this up the next notch. The football's going to explode, <laughs> you know? And it's like, you know, there's one dude is doing it. It's always like, let me, this is going to be the hardest, most grueling open you've ever had. You know, I just feel like that, you know, without leaving that checked, it's just never going to be, yeah, I guess, professionalized or worldwide or at the at the point that I think a lot of us would like to see the sport go yeah and it's it had to exist without him at some point right so I mean you're absolutely right about that going forward it'll be interesting like I thought I thought we took a step backwards when they added I liked quarterfinals I thought that was fine but like when they basically added semifinals back in like it's regionals uh, and I didn't agree with anything, we, or not, not, I didn't agree with everything in sanctionals. But what I did like about it is it left, um, it left the season up to the athlete, and it didn't really punish you if you were injured at the wrong time, and you could qualify different ways. And I thought that would have been a much easier way to professionalize the sport, where it's going to look like something like tennis or like golf. And also that there were other opportunities, like massive opportunities for individuals to make money in the sport. Mm-hmm. Whereas semifinals becomes like, you go win, great, but you get 5K. And I'm not... I'm not saying that's like an insignificant amount of money, but like there were sanctionals out there where you're making like you're making like 100 G's or something like that, where there's a real opportunity for you to go out there. And if you're really good at this, where you can actually make a living doing that and everything like that. Right. So I I thought that was an interesting take. And as we go forward, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. You know, you got any opinions on that? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think those events will always still be. And, you know, this is something that Kenta and I've been talking about recently is like, well, now that Dave's gone, like, is it, you know, is nobody going to care about the CrossFit Games in a couple of years? Or is it going to be 
you know, and everybody only cares about the Rogue Invitational. Like, I don't think that's the way it's going to be. I don't think that's the way it's going to go. Either. I think that the CrossFit season is going to be more corporate and more professionalized. And then I think there will be all these other offshoot local competitions where you could potentially make more money than in the actual, like, track of just following the CrossFit-sponsored competitions. Right. Um, you know, but I don't think that the CrossFit like the open quarters, semis, games, I don't think that's going to go away. And I, and I do think that that four-tiered stage is a better way of doing it than just open regionals games, um, especially when they pared down the, the, the open finishes to the top 20 in your region. I thought that was a little aggressive. But yeah. um, I don't know. I... I I, I am very positive for the future. I'm really excited for this year's Open. I am disappointed that Dave is not doing the programming. Yeah. Like, I don't... I would have preferred to have Dave. But I do understand, you know, why. And I, and I think that... I think that, like most things, you could have just had a coaching conversation <laughs> and just been like, hey... You know, but I've also heard things where it's like, Dave's not the type of guy where you give him a coaching conversation and say, hey, tone it back on posting dead pigs on your Instagram, sure. <laughs> you know, like you're just not going to tell that guy that, which yeah. is fine. Um, but I would have liked to see him at least like see out the games this year, you know, and been able yeah, to like, would have been... create all four stages, you know, cause he had the open finished, um, mm -hmm. you know, and now like a lot of the comments on their posts are like, are we still getting Dave Castro's open? Yeah. <laughs> or, or what, you know? And yeah. like, how is that going to play into things? But, um, yeah. So let's bring it full circle. Like, yeah. what do I think of the open? I, I like the open a lot and I like it for a variety of different reasons. I do like that. It can provide you a benchmark from last year to this year. Um, if you really kind of want that data. Um, and I really like that. It's, it's kind of a test. I'm going to say for most people that come into CrossFit gyms where you're going to go pretty hard. It's three weeks now for most, uh, used to be five weeks, but you're going to go really hard. And I think that's a good thing to, to test yourself, see what your limits are going to be, see how far, how far you can push yourself physically and also mentally as well, and probably more mental than it is physical in regards to that. Uh, my favorite thing about the Open is the opportunity it brings to bring the entire community together. It is so cool that you could, if you really wanted to, go over to Russia, find a CrossFit gym on a Friday night, and do the exact same workout that we're going to be doing here, right? The language is going to be different, but if you watch, you can see what they're doing. So it's like we're all speaking universal language, which right. is really cool. In addition to that, in the intra competition, like you get to come in here into Verity Speed and Strength on a Friday night and watch these people do this, or on a Thursday night, watch Monroe, uh, you know, put his videos up and everything that like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's very fun, and um, that was my favorite part probably the entire year. Uh, when I was running a gym and managing that, man, we had a ton of fun. We would have, I mean, we had 150 members, and we would have upwards of probably 100 people that were walking into the gym on a Friday night, dressed up, cheering people on. Yeah. It, it, it was almost like being on a sports team again. And, uh, man, we had a ton of fun doing that, and it's an awesome opportunity to get to be a part of that. Um, any plans for stuff for the uh, the facility this year? Um, I mean, we're going to do an intramural open Sweet. just like we did last year. Um you know, we'll do different prizes. We'll do different different things for each week. I, I love that the format is three weeks now. Um, it just I, makes things I do, so I much more too. manageable. I liked that last year. And like, dude, but after three week after three weeks, anyways, you're burnt out. You're like, I'm done with this open thing. I'm done competing. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Five was five was a lot. Yeah, five was a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that I think the open's great. Um, and kind of 
bringing it back to the beginning where we're talking about the like why what's the point of all this i think that the open is a great why for a lot of people who have you know who are at that level where they've been doing this for a few months and they're kind of like man i've seen a lot of progress i've seen a lot of great results um you know what's next i think that's a great annual opportunity for people to see you know hey this is what this is what i'm this is what i'm shooting for you know even if it is a casual kind of once a year i'm just want to kind of do a little bit better than i did last year i think that is an awesome why um i think that if you're just starting crossfit i think that the open is a great opportunity for you to be involved in the community but i also don't think that the open should be your why i think that fixing whatever you originally came in here for should be your why whether that's losing weight whether that's getting stronger whether that's you know fixing your knees or whatever it is um i think that that needs to be priority and the open can be a fun side thing um and then i think that for the people who are serious and they are competitors i think that this is the time that you need to like put your all into it and i don't think that you have to have a why i don't think you have to explain to anyone why you're training for the open or why you care about being competitive at a high level or why you're training for three hours a day for a lot of people that looks stupid and it looks crazy and you're like dude why would you spend that much time beating yourself up in the gym yeah i think that working for 10 hours a day behind a computer is stupid (laughs) that's just me you know and so like yeah yeah i don't think uh i don't think you have to have a why to want to be competitive and i also don't think you have to have a why to do the open um i think that you should look at the open as fun and you should look at your personal goals as serious and if you're serious about your personal goals then the open may not be fun for you but it's also nobody's business to tell you what your goals should be or why you should be doing what you're doing right again as long as the other areas of your life are fine i think that you know people train a lot and then other things start to fall apart and that's a really bad bad situation to put yourself in what what is your why going into the open my why your why personal my personal why your personal why my personal why is to support the team competition at this gym so i want to one of my personal goals is to send a team eventually to the games from verity to compete for the affiliate cup i think that's a I always saw, I guess, my personal athletic endeavors as a very selfish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that being able to be, you know, selfish about my fitness and my training is, is fine. But I think it's so much more rewarding to make it more than me, you know, and make it bigger than me. And, you know, this me saying support the team, I don't, I hope that I'm not the person that goes, you know. I want to be able to develop athletes that will take this and run with it five years from now. So that maybe, you know, the groundwork that we're laying this year, next year, the year after, you know, hopefully I'll be on a team where I can go to the semis and compete for a shot of the games. I think that'd be awesome. And that's a personal goal of mine, you know, but like, I really hope that I can just be the leader that brings together the people for years and years to come that will have this be a household name at the games or at the semis or whatever you know um 
so yeah, that's kind of my personal goal. Um, I would like to qualify a team for team quarterfinals this year. So I made it to the quarterfinals last year, kind of like just without too much effort, yeah. to be honest. And I mean, I think there's, once you get to a level in the sport, um, you know, you kind of just are at that level and you can kind of just walk to quarterfinals if you want. The team is a lot different. And I see the team as a way harder thing because it's not about my fitness and it's not about what I can control. It's about being a leader and being able to inspire the males and females around me to do what they need to do. And that goes down from the men and women that are hopefully next to me competing on the team all the way down to the men and women that are just coming here for the 9 a.m. class to, you know, work out with their friends and get a little bit healthy. So that's kind of my personal goal, but I see myself much more in the leadership role and my fitness is I just need to be healthy, healthy and strong and able to do what I know I can do. And my fitness is plenty, I think, to get us there. So I like it. And if you guys just want to come have fun and spend time with friends, I'm going to take the, the open as an opportunity just to do that and spend time with my wife. It's going to as be a should. good time to be in here. Uh, I like it, man. I think we leave it there. What do you think? Yeah. I like that too. All right, you guys. If you guys are listening here on YouTube, if you guys could like the video, that'd be great. And again, Monroe, what are the new social media handles working for? Uh, new social media is uh, Verity.training. Okay. Um, so that's our Instagram. And then I think it's Verity Training we'll, we'll, something. We'll double on check Facebook. that. We'll <laughs> We're not check worried that about and we'll Facebook. We'll post it. Um, yeah, so we'll go from there. If you guys uh, could be so kind as to give us a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, if you guys are enjoying the show, we graciously, greatly would appreciate that. Uh, best of luck in your training up to the open, guys. We're looking forward to it. This is Coach Monroe, Coach Brandon coming at you. You're listening to the Verity Podcast. Podcast.